And we are live. Welcome into the Sideline Sports Show, episode number 22 here on this lovely January the 6th, 2022. As the first show of 2022 begins, Tim, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Ben. You know, I'm, I'm finally getting used to saying 2022. You know, it's, it's yeah, I know. Only, only the sixth day. We're coming up on the end of it. But yeah, I, I feel like this easier has been a little bit easier to kind of transcend a little bit, especially these last two years because of right. the COVID. Everyone was ready to kind of look for, and was looking forward to the next year. So uh, hopefully everything gets back to normal. But, but yeah, this new year is always – it's already kind of weird, but I'm, I'm getting used to calling it 2022. Yeah, but. I know. It, it, it kind of threw me off when I was – uh at passion 2022 like i was just like 2022 i gotta make sure we're saying it right because i spent a whole year saying 2021 so here we are 2022 we finally made it but the start this 20 the start this 2022 uh it has been a whirlwind because uh your boy antonio brown uh decides he wants to get up and i don't know if you want to necessarily call it quit or if you want to necessarily call it an injury, I don't know if you want to call it. Um, I don't. I don't know what you really want to call it because there's so many sides to so many stories here. Uh, there's so many to believe. So he, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna show you. Um, well, let's let's talk about it first. Obviously, it happened against the Jets this past weekend, uh, and then we'll show you some stuff. Um, this this past weekend, the Buccaneers played the Jets. The Jets obviously did not win that game, but thing is is that Antonio Brown middle of third quarter gets up walks out no one really just is like oh but a lot of people were like oh this is old Antonio Brown like this is what something he would do uh, and he gets up kind of walks out and is like hey I'm, and doesn't really say anything you see him in a couple of pictures and videos and then he finally released a statement saying hey it was an injury and they were telling me I couldn't pull or I was telling them I couldn't play because of how bad it was and there's a bunch of different things. So, Tim, first, before we show all this stuff, what was your take before today? Well, I, I was more so kind of like what everybody else was like, oh, Antonio Brown is just kind of acting like A.B., you know, yeah. A.B. going to A.B. Pretty much. You know, that's what that's what it seemed like. Just I was like, what is this guy doing? It's like, the, yeah. I wonder what the story behind this is. Like, what's going on? Everybody even kind of calling into question about CTE. Like, it's like, what's yeah. going on with this, this guy's brain? Like, this dude's acting very, very – off but it's almost like it's become normal for him and then it kind of then it kind of comes out about his side of the story and i know you got graphics to talk about that yeah and it kind of kind of maybe shed some light on subject and it just almost but at the same time this becomes a who do you believe at the end of the day and it's right and and it's almost like do we really want to kind of take the word of someone like antonio brown but i Part of me is inclined to believe him. Part of me, it, yeah. it, his kind of story. Part of me is inclined to believe Bruce Arians, but I know also the type of coach that he can be. And he loves his guys, he loves his players, but he can be hard nosed at times. If he thinks you should be out there and he's told you should be out there, he's going to expect you to be out there. And if right. you're not, he, there's going to be problems. So I could kind of see that that kind of um, situation unfolding down there in Tampa Bay. Right. So let's show you what happened today. Let, let, let's just go to this. Yes. So AB gets on your. He, he gets on his social media. Obviously, this is Instagram. You can go see it for yourself, at AB. Uh, when you type this in, you go to his Instagram story. This is what it shows up. It shows a text message between him and head coach Bruce Arians. And obviously, head coach texts him first. It is not Antonio Brown. And it says, this is BA. Make sure you're ready to go for tomorrow. We are not, in all capital letters, 
resting for the playoffs. Then a, a Friday, he says, call me. And then he shows this picture of him, uh, I guess, getting rehab on his foot. Um, and then uh, we'll, we'll kind of go to the next text message here. Um, it says, I'm all in, coach. Really can't get to full speed. I want to win and be there if uh, I wake up tomorrow feeling better. I'm, I kind of rolled it outside on the two-point play. Um it says I want to be do what's best for the team. Let me know when you you're free and I'll call you. And he said, "Come see me in the morning. And we'll talk it out." Definitely want you to be with us just in case you're ready. And then obviously there was one more text message he shared. Uh, it's this one right here between. It looks like an athletic trainer that Tom Brady referred uh, Antonio Brown to go to. Um, I think Antonio Brown is upset because he spent a thousand a hundred thousand dollars on this rehab and it looks like they really didn't do much uh according to this text message obviously uh ab says he wants the money back or at least half his money back etc etc and then uh the guy's saying hey you're a wonderful person to work with uh just let me know uh where you want me to send the balance and i hope we can still be friends and then after all this is said and done here's where the buccaneers chime in and uh, i sent this to tim and i said the Buccaneers big mad. Like, let's just be real. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. have terminated the contract of Antonio Brown, effective immediately. While Antonio Brown did receive treatment on his ankle and was listed on the injury report the week leading up to last Sunday's game, he was cleared to play by our medical team prior to the start of the game. And at no point during the game did he in- indicate to our medical personnel, that he could not play. We have attempted multiple times throughout this week to schedule an evaluation by outside orthopedic specialists, yet Antonio Brown has not complied. Maintaining the health and wellness of our players is the utmost importance of our organization. So, Tim, after hearing that, you see two sides here battling it out. Now, where do you go from here? I mean, who do you really believe here? Because... Obviously, in this text message, it's showing text messages between, hey, like, um, I'm injured, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to get my ankle kind of worked out, but here's the Bucks saying he never told us. He never told us it was injured. He never told us anything. So, well, whose side are you kind of taking here? Uh, it's it's very interesting just because, like, you know, he indicated to Coach that he was hurt, but it, like you said in the report, it seems like that, that they were like, he never told us, and it's like, well, obviously, unless those messages were faked, which I wouldn't yeah. put it past AP to do. But but then again, it's like I only feel like Bruce Arians will come out at this point and say it. those are those are utterly fake. Right. So I, I don't really know what to believe here. I, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards the side of the Buccaneers here, just because simply of AB's past and everything. And he's claiming he's like, look, this I know what my past is. I've accepted it. Right. This ain't that. This there is a reason why I did this. And but I'm just like. I still just I can't support someone that flat out just quit right like right there made an absolute scene out of it. It's like like almost like he was trying to boost himself and like boost himself and have himself become a talking point again. Yeah. Um, I don't know though. I I, I really want to believe AB. I really want to believe that he was truly hurt. But man, I just I don't know if. He's earned the trust of the public to have that 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 way. I just understood, I, understood. I I, I just uh, and Bruce Arians, he's a really good coach and stuff. And I, I can't speak to more so his character, but I mean, just overall, I I, I don't know. I, I'm tended. I'm a, I'm very 
wanting to believe the Buccaneers here just because of, of simple past. Now, I'm right. not going to let that cloud my judgment, of course, because it appears that AB made it clear, hey, my ankle is hurt. It hurts. I, I can't get full speed. Um, and I basically saying, hey, I'm going to do my best. Right. We'll, we'll see what happens. And it just appears that – it just appears that he t- he told him, he told him, and it I don't know. It's just one of those things that you just don't know who to believe. But you just you're like, how can I believe a guy that's done all the things that AB has done? It's like I yeah. really want to believe you, AB. I really do. I just don't know if I'm there yet. I just don't know if I'm ready to kind of believe you yet. I'm more, so that's why right. I'm kind of leaning towards the Bucks right now, just because of AB's history, man. And it's like he's known to have lash lash outs like this. He's known to do. Very similar stuff like this. I think this is the first time he's been, he's done this on the field per se, but I I, I don't know. I, and then again, I I just don't even know if the the reaction that that he gave the Buccaneers was was warranted. So I don't know. I feel like he kind of just made it made it public just because he kind of wanted to benefit himself, that, which is a possibility. Not saying it was, but it very well could have been. Right, and I, I'm I'm gonna actually. Go on the other side. I know what it's like to be injured, and I understand what it's like not to play through the or play through the pain. And you know, when there's times where you have an injury, I think you kind of clearly communicate that, even if you can play or if you can't, you still kind of clearly communicate that. But I understand that AB has had problems in the past with communication with other teams, with like the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously with the Raiders. Um, there's a lot of communication errors there. Um, and now it seems like it's kind of followed them a little bit to Tampa Bay. There's When you look at both sides, I think it's very easily believable on both sides where you can say, yeah, A.B.'s right and the Bucks are right. So it's going to be very, very difficult to kind of figure out who's right. At the end of the day, when the sun sets, uh, he's going to have surgery. He's already said it. And he'll probably be out for the remainder of the year no matter what happens. Um, but I – do I see him getting a job next year? Absolutely. I think his talent is through the roof. He's just got to be on the right team, and that's really the problem. I, I, he's got to find that team that is willing to accept the baggage that he's had in his past and bring it on their team. And I don't know of a lot of teams that are willing to take that risk, but if you're a low-ball team and you're trying to find talent to make your team better, that's a guy you're going to want out and go out and get, no matter what kind of drama, no matter what circumstance there is. See, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that because I don't think he's ever going to play it down in the National Football League. I don't think after what happened on the field, do you want to take that baggage? As you said, I, I don't think a team's going to want to do that. I mean, I, I know I wouldn't. I, the Panthers need all the help they can get. I don't want him anywhere near the facility just because of the simple distraction that mm. comes with it, regardless of whether who's wrong or who's right in this situation. Yeah. I think I don't. I, I don't think teams are going to want him. And it, yeah, he's got talent, but I mean, he's getting older. You know, again, he's not getting any younger. So, yeah. and just another year that uh, I don't know. It's just you're not going to get the the best out of him for, for sure. I mean, for especially his Steeler days; those days are behind him. I mean, he was he was he was producing for the Bucks this year for sure in the games in which he got on the field because he was suspended for violating the um, or, or misrepresenting his vaccine status, and then right. Uh, all, all that kind of stuff. So there's just a lot of dis- distractions. People can almost kind of forget about that point. He he misrepresented his vaccination status as well as this incident. So th- just everywhere he goes, man, I, I just don't think no matter what side comes out, it's just I think his reputation 
is done so. He, he completely done so. Like there's no way another team's even going to take a shot at him now. It's just not going to happen. Oh, so here you go, Tim. Here you go. If it brought a Lombardi trophy to Carolina, then I'm all in on bringing him in. But let's well, be but that's, real. He's not going to do that anymore. Brian, but the, yeah, that was my next question. Is Antonio Brown the answer for this Panthers team? I say no. Like, I, I mean, no. just being honest, like, you look at – you got to find – I think no matter who you are, you got to find a team that best suits you and the way you fit into a team. Because think about it, when you uh, Trevor Lawrence, for perfect example, at Clemson he fit really well into that offense because he did that in high school. At Jacksonville, it's a whole different offense. There's a lot of different missing pieces that they didn't do at Clemson, they didn't do at Cartersville High School, that he struggled with. And I think that that this year was a growth year, and you know he'll take his time. Maybe next year to take another growth year, and then he's got to really prove himself in year three. So. I don't think Antonio Brown is really and truly the answer for the Panthers. I really don't. So, I mean, I don't see him really in any of the division, really. Can't see him at the Panthers. Uh, he will never go to the Bucks again. And I really can't see him at the Falcons or Saints. Just can't. Ain't, uh, ain't no way Sean Payne's going to put up with that. Yeah, yeah no for way. real. Yeah, so. Uh, but, obviously, here's another one for you. Panthers – QB group needs an overhaul. Do you agree with that? I mean, I'd I say mean, yes. Every once in a while, Cody actually has something smart to say, and he's been <laughs> right on. So, so I'm kidding, Cody, kind of. But um, <laughs> it, 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 definitely, I mean, the whole offense really and truly, I mean, and if there's no growth next year, the whole coaching staff needs an overhaul. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Matt Rule has built defense. I mean, he used all but, I think, one draft pick last draft on defense. And yeah. it shows because look at our offense. It's one of the worst, yeah. if not the worst right now in the NFL. Right. Honestly, it, it, it may even be worse than Jacksonville's. I mean, and that's saying something with the depleted talent that they have over there. I mean, it's just been so bad that he needs – and the problem is he picked the worst possible draft to go after offensive guys. I mean, there's so many defensive players in this draft. And when QBs aren't at a premium, unless you get like a Kenny Pickett or I guess – maybe a Sam Howell or yeah. someone along those lines. I mean, this is just not really the year for quarterbacks. This is not really the year for offense. So the Panthers do need to overhaul, and they need to overhaul on the offensive side of the ball, not just the quarterback. Yeah, I agree. And obviously, we, we shared this earlier today between me and you, but obviously we can talk yeah. about it just real quick on the show. Calvin Ridley now wants to leave the Atlanta Falcons after basically leaving midseason uh with uh, i don't i don't really know like no one really truly knows uh why he left midseason but obviously he's came out today and said he wants out of atlanta so tim what do you think of that uh i, I just days in which the players can just say you know i think i just want to move on he's like you know what i don't care if i have a contract i want out and they're going to do everything they can to get, get out of that contract and but i'm just like Who's gonna want him though? Yeah. With uh, right, just said you know, like what? What's gonna prevent you from doing the same thing when you get to exactly? Our room? Exactly. Like, are you gonna have one breakdown? Of, like when we lose a game, or if you don't have enough targets, you don't have enough catches, uh, things aren't going your way. Are you gonna do the same exact thing? Like, why would I want to take a chance at trading for you and wasting some draft picks that that I could have that could actually better my football team for a guy that I don't even know if he wants to be out there. So right. 
Right. Look, I, I hope for best for him, and I, I hope he gets his head on straight. But I don't know. The, to sit there and say I just want a fresh start. I want out. I, I don't know. I, I, at least maybe try to make it work. But man, hey, but hey, he knows it better than he knows the situation better than I do. So. Well, this is really like the second Falcons wide receiver in the past year and a half that said, "Yeah, I want out of Atlanta." And I think that brings a lot of speculation, but also at the same time, it's a different coaching staff. So you can't really blame it on coaching staff. There's got to be something else that ties in. And I I think Julio Jones was kind of one of those guys like, hey, I just want more money. And you see how that's turned out for the Tennessee Titans. Not good at all. And now he's clearly showed that that he's been washed. He's he's washed. So and now uh, Matt Ryan was the best thing that ever happened to Julio Jones, hands down. Um, but then now you're starting to see it with Calvin Ridley. Does that affect his career? Maybe. I mean, really. I mean, when you go somewhere else and you're in a new system, it can definitely impact the way you play the next year because you may not get as many catches. You may not get as many yards. You may not get as many touchdowns. And we've seen that. And now that may affect him and his career and how uh, he moves forward with the Falcons or even with whoever he goes to next. So, because he could stay at the Falcons. Um, if they don't trade him away, but you know, who knows? So it'll be interesting to see over that time. So Tim, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will make our predictions for the college football playoff. But first we will talk about the national championship game coming up in just 30 seconds. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back into the Sideline Sports Show. Uh, ben, we need to talk about something. Okay. You pick Cincinnati. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, we, tr- Go we tried to warn you. We tried. You know, I'm not a big fan of Bama, but you know what? I, I, I knew Cincinnati was really good. They were elite defensively, but not sure if they were quite ready for primetime Bama. And yeah. uh, they did okay. I mean, they – Considering other teams like Ohio State, Clemson, and, and um, Michigan State, all the big name teams, Notre Dame have lost worse. But Cincinnati right. did do bad, but yeah. they didn't really sniff uh, winning the game. So I think you have something you need to tell Cody. Well, I, I'm going to wait because gonna wait? Uh, that, yeah, I, when we do our picks, that's when uh, I'll I'll do it. So. And, and in um, case Cody well, had noticed, I will say, you changed your name today. Yes, I did. I did change my name. In honor of Cody. So, you're welcome. Um, but I, w- I will admit, Cincinnati did not look as bad as Michigan. Let, let's put it that way. That's that's step one. Step yeah, that's two, fair. Step two, um, Alabama did come out, and they didn't look the best they've played all year, but they did not look the worst they've played all year. Uh, it looked like it was just enough to get by in, in a way, form, and fashion. They played good, and don't get me wrong, but I feel like it was just a way to kind of get by Cincinnati. I mean, look, I, I, I'm trying to think. I, it was like 10-3 for the longest time, 17-3, 17-6, I think, and then it went uh, 24-6 to six was the final, I think. 27-6 uh, was the final. 
And I'm just like, man, like there were so many missed opportunities for both teams on offense. And really and realistically, I mean, Cincinnati's defense is legit. I mean, when you only hold Alabama, which put 41 points on on Georgia the week uh, a couple weeks before, I mean, they did really good. Uh, their offensive line was not good at all, uh, and that's why uh, I'm trying to remember his name, uh, Ritter. He couldn't do nothing in the pocket. He always had to scramble and try to figure something out. Um, but really and realistically, Alabama did enough to get by, and that's that's the truth. So, right. And the ultimate fact of the matter is Bryce Young. Uh, God, I meant to have his stats up, but it didn't look the same. He didn't perform yeah, at, as, as 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 he did in the SEC championship game. But then again, it's pretty hard to back that up after yeah. what he did to Georgia. So, yeah. Um, just overall, man. Like you said, they did enough to get by. I mean, the defense. I mean, who'd have thought that the the defense would would have been the sh- the, the bright spot for Alabama? I right. mean, who'd have, who'd have thought that they came in with the with the worst of the four teams? They still it was still um top twenty, but obviously not like you're used to Alabama. I mean, right. Bryce Young. I mean, look at this. He had three touchdowns, but he only had 181 yards passing compared to over 400 he had against Georgia. So yeah. and and had a pick, but definitely uh, Robinson carried him with. Uh, 26 carries for 204 yards. That yeah. he was the main staple in that game. They came out with the game plan of we're, Cincinnati. We're going to shove this ball down your throat, and we're we're going to see how you respond. And Cincinnati weathered the storm for a little while, but ultimately the talent of Alabama was just too much to overcome. So, but yeah, but yeah I agree. And, and then in the night game, which this Alabama game was way more entertaining than the Georgia game. I mean, Georgia just yeah. demolished Michigan from the start, which you hate to see. Which I like to see just because of the simple fact of I picked Georgia to win the nat- the national championship preseason, but you know my dad at one point lived in Michigan, so I kind of had that ties you know there. So it's just like you wanted to see them do better. I don't know. I, sometimes I like Jim Harbaugh, sometimes I, I don't. You know, so I, I hated that he kind of underperformed like that in the big stage, and we didn't really get a, an entertaining game, which is why I'm all for expansion of the playoffs because we'll actually get games that could actually mean something. And be entertaining at the same time, and you'll fix the opt out problem. You know, uh, which I agree and, with a couple things. I, uh, I think I, I think you'll, I think you'll fix a lot of things with it. To be honest, with you, because uh, let's face it, Kenny Pickett's not opting out of those games. Those yeah, receivers, okay. I, I agree with these that. guys are not going to opt out if they're in, if they're playing for a national title. These guys right. are learning. Hey, I'm actually going to be smart about this. You know, and, and not to say the players in the past haven't. Just these guys today are more mindful. They're, they're more paying attention to, hey, I need to think business. I need to be able to have my body to where I, I, I can make millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know? And no, it's not an OnlyFans account, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, but, man. But, but in all seriousness, like you know, they're, they're making business decisions. Like, I mean, look at Matt Corral. It looks like his injury is not going to be that significant, but it could have been. It could have been the Jalen Smith right. type, type thing um, back when he played at Notre Dame. Well, I think it was towards Achilles. Like, I mean, he was out an entire year. Went, went from being a top ten draft pick, I think, till he was a day two pick. That's a lot of money. These guys are not going to waste that money on games that don't mean anything for their schools. And so, I think that would fix the problem. But. Uh, a brawl, and, and uh, just just because you have games like the Rose Bowl, it was fantastic. But how awesome would that have been if that had been a quarterfinal? Right. How awesome would that have been? Dude, three hundred something yards receiving. CJ Strato has five hundred fifty-one yards passing. I mean, and they come back and win on a last-second field goal. That's the stuff right there that you're going to remember for a lifetime. But yeah. 
I'll remember not gonna, that game. I, you'll remember it, but it's not going to be as memorable yeah. as it would have been if it had been a quarterfinal. That's a quarterfinal. I agree. That's one for the ages, man. I mean, it, which one? You remember? You gonna remember that game more? Or are you gonna remember the Alabama? Excuse me, the uh, Oklahoma Georgia game that went to double overtime at the Rose Bowl, in yeah, forty-eight, forty-five. Which one do you think you're yeah. gonna remember more? I mean, I, I to be Down honest, the road. probably Georgia Oklahoma. Yeah, Georgia exactly Oklahoma. because it was a playoff. It was a semifinal. It yeah. meant something, you know. So you you expand the playoff, and it's look eight, twelve teams, whatever it takes. But I'm telling you, you expand the playoff. It means more money because it means more games and more viewership of games that actually matter. And it's just going to create a whole type of frenzy that we've never seen in college football before. And you're, these players are like, yeah, I'm not going to opt out. I mean, Kenny Pickett, they won the ACC. Do you tell me they're going to be in the playoff? And like, nah, you know what? I'm not going to play. No, he's, he, that's not going to happen. He's 100% going to play. 100% right. going to play. And you don't have the situation in which they're down to their third-string quarterback. And the game is just, right. well, at least we got here. You know? Yeah. True, uh, but I I agree with a couple things. One, I think it would give less opt outs. Let's be real. I, I I think it would. Um, I think it would help the transfer portal because of the fact it gives people more exposure, um, more tape to put on their resume. But I think the hard thing would, and I this is the part I disagree with, is it would give less competition. Uh, later on down the road, because let's be real, if you had Alabama playing, uh, let's say a 12 team format, um, you got Alabama playing the 12 seed, it's not going to be a game. And that's where you. Well, it like, wouldn't kind of line up like that. It, it would be more like the five versus the 12, and then the winner would get to play the. Okay. Well, line. still, I mean, the fifth best team this year was um, Notre, Dame. Notre, Dame. Notre Dame. And we saw what how they played in the second half. So let's be real. Uh, it wouldn't have been much of a game either. Um, no offense to Notre Dame, but uh, just they didn't score a single point in the second half until like late in the game. So uh, I'm it's just, see, to, to, to counteract I, I, I that though, I mean, like teams like this year, like um, in like in the same the old BCS format. Georgia wouldn't have been in that. They, they wouldn't have been. Right. It'd been, it'd been Michigan and, and Alabama. Right. Uh, the year before that, it would have been Alabama and Clemson, one and two. Yeah. Um, year before that, would have LSU been Al- and Clemson. Uh, L- no, LSU and Ohio State because Ohio State oh, yeah. was two right. at the time, That's which right. arguably could have been a better matchup overall, just because of the terms of state's defense. But you, the, the point being, you get different matchups. That would be the way that this time, just because I think Notre Dame could hang with Georgia. I don't think they could hang with it. I don't know if they can hang with Alabama just because of the psychological effect. But right. I think there's teams where you give more teams an opportunity and a path to play to the college football playoff. You're going to get more players that are going to kind of spread out a little bit because, like, hey, we don't have to go to Bama. We don't have to go to Georgia. We don't have to go to these uh, Blue Buds, Ohio State. Uh, I wouldn't count Clemson as a Blue Bud. They're, they're more of a r- recent success. Um, these teams that, that to go to the playoff. I can go – Anywhere one, I can go out west. I can go. I can go in the ACC. You know, and, I, and it's a little less competition, and I still have a chance to play for the ultimate prize at, at the end and get the national exposure. That's really what these guys want. They want exposure. They want national exposure. And getting to that playoff is there's no better way to do it. So yeah, I, I, I so I think the the expanded playoff would kind of contribute in this this okay. situation. All right. So before we make our picks, let's shout out our good friends at Section One Hundred Three. It's more comfortable than the club seats, according to them. Uh, 10% off your first order using the code SIDELINE. So make sure you go 
get your order today. I know it's after Christmas, but I'm telling you, those things are more comfortable than all get out. I mean, it's super comfortable shirt, super comfortable hoodies, jackets, you name it. They're all comfortable. Go get you one, especially if you have anybody that's a Georgia Tech fan in your family. And more schools could be coming this year, so keep an eye out for that as well. All right, Tim, this is the last picks of the college football season until August. Um, Obviously, there's only one pick to make here, and that is Georgia and Alabama. So, Tim, I will let you go first, my friend. Um. You know, a lot of things to consider. Bryce Young dominated this Georgia team um, about, about a, coming up on a month ago. A lot of things there. Uh, getting, Your mic Brian, done, Tim. Oh, you can hear that? Yeah, someone's freaking <laughs> something. It's probably my, my, my brother or something. I don't know. But Somebody's yeah, – it's about to be cooking. <laughs> yeah, just like George's about to be cooking up that Alabama defense. I'm just – so yeah, yeah, I I really do think George is going to have a better game plan. When it since Bennett didn't play great, but he didn't play awful. He still had a good numbers in terms of touchdowns and yards wise. But some of those were kind of garbage time, and Alabama was a little bit prevent. So, and he did throw a very crucial pick six in that game. So yeah. he's gonna he's gonna have to play better. You're gonna have to look more for him. George Pickens and the RC company, they're gonna have to be able to run the ball too. And, and you can because this Alabama defense is not as great as it's been in the past. Obviously, that didn't show against Cincinnati, and they just they just said, "Yeah, we're going to throw all those out the window, <laughs> and yeah, we're going to play like one much. of the best defenses in the country." But it's going to be a little bit more of a tougher task. Those boys up front for Georgia are, are steak and potato boys, as I, I often refer to them. So they're it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be it's going to be fun. I think you're going to see a very similar like game to the one you saw in uh, 2017, and. Uh, I see you're laughing. I know why, uh, but <laughs> yeah. I think in a very close game, I think Georgia wins. And, and, and it's more so the fact, look, Cody, it's more so the fact I'm sticking <laughs> with Georgia for two reasons. One, I okay. picked them in the preseason. I, I wrote them this far. I've got to pick them. Two, yeah. I want to see your comment and I want to make fun of you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tim, I, I'm going to do a couple things before I make my pick. Number one, uh, every big game towards the end, I have gone oh for oh for four or five. Can we make an Instagram uh, thing about that? Because I remember yeah, you were yeah, more than happy yeah. to make Instagram <laughs> things when I was like two and five. Oh, let's, let's be real. Yeah. Let's be real. All right, so uh, I, I may be wrong on the number, but I I picked the Georgia Alabama title game wrong. Uh, I picked. The both college football playoff games semifinals wrong. Uh, I didn't pick Baylor. I rode high on Baylor all year long. Did not think they would be Ole Miss. They beat Ole Miss. Um, let's see. Uh, I'd pick Notre Dame, and that was a bad choice. Well, that, um, that so it was good for a half at least. Yeah, it was good for a half. And so, I mean, you look at all that, and you're like, okay, well, Benjamin, you're you're gonna pick wrong on this one. Um, well, then let's just go over the facts, okay? Georgia is 0-7 in the last seven matchups against Alabama. 0-7. 0-7. Okay? I, I sound like Luke Corso. Because uh, <laughs> that's what he does. He's like, in the last matchup. Yeah, I, I know. Um, Alabama, they did not play good. 
against Cincinnati, to my opinion, but they beat the crap out of Georgia. I mean, they really did. Then Georgia stuns me, and they got bad blood, and they think they're the underdogs, and they were the three seed and went out there and beat Michigan. But here's where I think this is the problem, and this is where I make my pick, Tim. First off, well, no, I'll make that the second point. First off, you got to think, Alabama is the underdogs by three and a half, according to Vegas. That is equivalent to rat poison in Nick Saban's terminology. (laughs) That yummy rat poison. Yes, yes, the yummy rat poison. Will it be the good rat poison at the end of the game? I don't know. But you know what? I'm also a Georgia Tech fan, so roll, Tech, roll. Give me the roll tide of Alabama in a very, very close one. There you go, Cody. I made up for it. I made up for it. I mean, hey, everything so. points that way. I mean, it, Georgia and uh, Kirby Smart can't get over that Nick Saban and Alabama home. Exactly. He said 0 and 7 in the last seven. They haven't won a national title. Yeah, they haven't won a national title since 1980. Ben, uh, I was negative 17. I think you were like negative 18 or 19 on yeah. those lines. I mean, dude, we it's been it's <laughs> been it's been a I don't think my boss liked my pick. Uh, uh, I could tell he threw. What was that? A baseball? It looked like a baseball at first. <laughs> I found out it was paper. Uh, oh, it, no, it, no, he, no, yeah, no, no, you, you, you got, got to. You got enough. You, you got, got it. Enough. No, you got it. No, you got to do it now. I did it. You know, and, and now I, it was no, it was, no, no, no. I was, was making fun. <laughs> I, it, it was, but Cody likes to clip me out of it. And so, but you know what? Come on, you, you pick Bama. You, know you got to, you got to do the, you got to do the tie. You know what, Cody? In honor because I made the wrong pick last time. Roll tie roll. Come on. No, no, I did. I did. No, I did. You got to yell it. You got to yell it. No, I'm not yelling it. No, no that's the best you're going to get, Cody. I, I want to see your that's boss it. throw a football. Thank you. Thank you. No, no. I mean, he'll probably throw a Georgia football at me here. In a minute. <laughs> Signed by <laughs> Mort Rick and. <laughs> To other people. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm about to pick so, I got to hear roll tide, but I, you know what? I'm not no, doing no, it. No. Oh, yeah. great! C- Cody's gonna clip me again doing that. <laughs> great. He's already clipped me doing it, so you're good. You're good. <laughs> so. Oh man. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, finally, we get to talk college basketball. That's up next, right here on the sideline sports show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the sideline sports show. Is there something uh, I miss? Uh, uh, something funny? Uh, my boss was making fun of how I um, picked Alabama to win the Natty. So um, he he's not happy with my pick. Let's just say that. So um, Georgia fan over here. So I mean, that's what you get when you live in Georgia. You got a bunch. Hey, of hey, 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 boss! I, I'm just saying I picked Georgia way back when at the very beginning of the season, yeah, and I'm right. sticking with them. I mean, that's you know, right. hey. 
I knew I something. Not. Everybody said they did that. You know, everybody was just doubting them. I knew something. Just like I knew Iowa yeah. was going to be good, and they were until the last little bit of the season. But hey, they were still. Yeah, good. sure. They, they did still they win the bowl the game? Uh, no, they they lost by yeah. like yeah, they, they lost by a one score game against Kentucky. But yeah, they were in the that. Big Ten title game. I was this close to getting it right, but yeah, oh. I mean it. It was better than some of my picks I made this year. So yeah. and they did lose forty two to three in that title game. But hey, yeah. You know. I mean, look, let's be realistic. If you're a Georgia fan right now, you are happy with the decision I made because of the fact every game I've gotten or I've picked in big games, I've been wrong. So if you're a Georgia so let's fan, hope that continues. you're very let's happy. Hope that continues. You're very happy. So you're welcome. If, okay. if y'all want a natty, you can thank me later. All right. So, Tim, let, let's talk some college basketball because obviously um, we have not gotten to it at all. But now it's about to start ramping up after Monday because college football is officially over after Monday. Uh, yeah. So, Tim, what's – obviously, like, I know Georgia Tech. They, I want to I want to ask you a question. Did you see the video I sent you on TikTok last night about Georgia being ranked? Or it may have been today. I was going to mention that because I was yeah. just – I saw that and I'm like – Go ahead and mention that. I knew what you're talking about because I was just like Georgia. I'm like they they can't they can barely beat a SoCon team right now. I mean they've lost to like two of them and almost lost to another one. I mean like yeah. let me see. They, I mean there's there's so like five and eight on the year. Yep. They were five like ranked in the top or they they had like a whole bunch of votes to get in there. Right. Uh, what's they happening? They had 22 votes. So. Supposedly, if you watch the end of that video, somebody thought the G was for Gonzaga to be in the Final Four. So there were a lot of votes what casted kind for Georgia. Of idiot would think <laughs> that's the Gonzaga look. I know it's like G, but it, it is a completely different color scheme. What are yeah, we doing? I mean, that's true. It, that's true. It, it, it's that easy to become an AP voter? Can I so can I sign up for this? Ben, you, Ben, let's go. I, let's I mean, go. Dude, they need to recruit us. Dude, Get your boss in there to come. Yeah. I mean, all of this could be a better AP career. I mean, how in the world do you mistake the Georgia? <laughs> let me look here. I, if I'm not mistaken. Their see, main logo is actually the Bulldog. It's not that's even That's what I thought. Team. Okay. Okay. I was about to check it because I'm like, is it their logo? I may yeah. be wrong, but I'm looking well, at it. Yeah. Right. I see a Bulldog with a collar. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, somehow think, you somehow think the G logo is for Georgia or, or, or for, for uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm confused. Who knows? I'm hundred percent confused. It's like, maybe you would have thought say, Hey, maybe the team I selected to be number four in the country is five and eight. Hmm. Hey, look, huh. number four, uh, a five and eight squad. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's just like, what, what the heck? <laughs> uh, it, it's like, if it's that easy to become an AP voter, man, or something. Yeah, yeah. for real. Need new criteria or just hire us all? Yeah, for real. I mean, we we can do it. We definitely can do it. All right, but let's let's talk about uh, obviously some of the top teams. Obviously, if you look, top four teams: Baylor, Duke, Purdue, and Gonzaga. Uh, do you agree with that top four? Yeah, saw uh, Baylor undefeated on the earth coming in at thirteen and zero. Again, dominated their way to the championship last year. Haven't really haven't skipped the beat this year. Duke and Coach K's last run, a lot of one and done guys that are they're very talented. This right. year, eleven and one, 
Um, had a little bit of a COVID problem there for a little while, but uh, I think they're getting b- back into it soon. Purdue was number one at certain t- at a time. Uh, their only right. loss this year coming to Rutgers on Rutgers. that half court mi- miracle shot. So yeah, uh, other than that, they're unblemished and they're very very solid team. Gonzaga, Mark Few always has that that team clicking, so they're going to be dangerous come tournament time. So um, another teams like Auburn. Coming in at number nine has looked very solid for me. USC building off the, their uh, very impressive run in the tournament last year. They're becoming number seven in the country at twelve and zero. I'm look, looking really strong on the campaign. Iowa State getting back after they're twelve and one, ranked just outside the top ten at number eleven. It wasn't long ago that these guys were just that they were great. They were awesome. That they, they were one of the best teams in the country. Then they had like a season where a season or two where they won like two or three conference games. Just right up bad. So it's good to see them back uh, where they are. Alabama, which, uh, Cody, I'd be interested to see, do you even care about the basketball team? I, I, <laughs> just, just because of how much of a bandwagon fan you are. Um, uh, they, they come in at 15. Yeah. They, they actually got the Furman transfer, Noah Gurley, who's, who uh, yeah, he's been coming off right. the bench for bench for them recently. Uh, uh, they start strong with a win over Florida recently. Uh, let's see here. But yeah, just overall, some some impressive notes to kind of go over. Uh, running at top twenty-five, Seton Hall and Texas Tech. So, just overall, uh, Tennessee also has at times looked really, really strong. Uh, blowing out some really good teams. And I know people kind of overlook it, but I'm gonna speak highly of the SoCon man. That these guys battle teams in and out each and every year. Furman beat Louisville in the Yum Center. Was tied at North Carolina half. Um, had Mississippi State beat before they choked that away. It was a very good team. Uh, VMI almost beat Wake Forest. Was up by like 17 on Wake Forest at one point or something like that. It was crazy. And But Tennessee kind of t- takes on these teams like Greensboro and stuff and just kind of wipes the floor with them. So they're a very solid ball club um, right? overall. So LSU's played very strong defense this year as well in the top 25. So overall, man, at, at biggest takeaways is how down – Really, truly, the ACC is this year. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. I mean Louisville without their coach Chris Mack losing to to Furman. I mean, the first time they lost at home in the month of November, and Lord knows how long it had been a, a long, long time. So, and then only one ranked team in the top twenty-five. And sure enough, the, the SEC's dominance in football is translating over to basketball. As I count them: one, two, three, four, uh, five. Uh, five teams in the top 25 overall, and it could, yeah. could be even more than that growing over these next few weeks. So just overall, a lot of good notes, a lot of strong basketball being played. But, man, I'm looking forward to getting into the conference play. Yeah, I agree. But the thing the thing that – I'll throw a surprise team in here, and I'll talk why. Uh, but obviously you mentioned the ACC down. Your reigning ACC champs, 6-7 and seven on the year. Uh, you look, they lost to Duke the other night, lost to Louisville. Um, you go back to December, they lost to LSU, USC, um, Wisconsin, and then they lost to Miami, Ohio at the beginning of the year. Um, and had impressive wins against Georgia, but obviously at the time it looked good, and now it just looks really, really bad. Um, a surprise team for me that I think has kind of turned – the table a little bit has been Kentucky because last year you got to remember how awful this Kentucky team looked. I mean, they were horrendous. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And then, that. yeah, and now they're ranked 16th, uh, only three losses on the year. Obviously, a five point loss to LSU, which is not that bad because LSU is a really good team. 
Um, an unranked Notre Dame, that was probably the worst one, uh, 66 to 62 back in December. And then you look at the very first game of the year, they lost 79 71 to Duke. So their losses are really not that bad. And their resume really stands out because the SEC has really gotten really good men's basketball. So when you look at this, Kentucky could be on the rise. So it's a good thing, a good direction for them to be going into because, like I said, last year they were just horrendous. So great comeback by the Kentucky Wildcats for me. That's the team that really kind of stood out to me when I go down this top 25 because I just remember how awful they were last year. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and then another surprise really truly ACC just kind of how bad Florida State's been. I mean, yeah, that too. I mean, two teams, sheesh, bro. I mean, losses to South Carolina, uh, not looking good. I mean, getting blown out at, at Wake Forest by 24 points on Tuesday. I mean, not a good look at all from this team. I mean, they just haven't, haven't looked strong. Losses to Syracuse, as I mentioned, to South Carolina. Uh, had a few games postponed due to COVID uh, just early on, uh, getting blown out by Purdue by 28 points. I mean, this team's just not a typical Leonard Hamilton-type team. So a lot of surprises early on, but also a lot of kind of the same blue buzz as well, kind of getting back on track, as we mentioned, Duke and Kentucky. So it's definitely interesting. It's definitely going to be fun to kind of um, as we go down the stretch here and get into conference play. But I'm looking forward to it. A lot of really good action, so. Yeah, a lot of conference play, especially within the SC, the ACC, excuse me, has been postponed to COVID. So there's been a lot of COVID outbreaks within the ACC. But you look, Miami, Louisville are both four and zero in conference play, uh, yeah. twelve and three, and then Louisville ten and four. Uh, could you see them potentially winning the ACC? Uh, could potentially, uh, probably Louisville more so than Miami. Uh, Miami had a game lost against Clemson. Somehow, some way, Clemson right. gave that game up and allowed Miami to come back. Um, I remember that with a full steam ahead of steam. Louisville. Who would have thought, man? The team that four and zero in the ACC right now. Well, yeah, ten and four overall. I mean, look, let's look at their non-conference losses real quick. Uh, as mentioned, lost lost to Furman in overtime. Uh, didn't look good against Detroit Mercy. Only won by six. Uh, they kind of got it together there towards the end of, end of November. Uh, then looked okay against Michigan State. Then I lost at home to DePaul. And a team like Louisville, losing to DePaul at home, not a great look whatsoever. L- losing to Western Kentucky by 10. Okay? Yeah. Th- this team was not looking good. But then they turned around the wins over Louisville, Wake Forest here, uh, then two wins over Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh. And I must be honest with you, though. Those those wins though, Georgia Tech who's winless right now, unless you mentioned six and seven, and then Pittsburgh who got beat by the Citadel by like twenty points on opening night. So yeah. I, I I just don't see really those two teams really making a run at Duke. I think Duke, this is yeah. Duke's year to kind of run away with the ACC, and and ultimately told I'm not exactly disappointed in it because I it, this is Coach K's last run, and. I, I kind of want to see him go out with a bang. I, I do. I, I, I have grown a fondness to Coach K, to Coach Krzyzewski, and I, I hope that he goes a long way in the tournament. So, Because, you know, it, it's a truly great – it's a goat of coaching in college basketball. So, And I think that, that this is their year to win the ACC going away as they're only – they're ranked number two in the country and the only team ranked in the ACC right now, although Miami right. is knocking on that door. But, yeah, I just think this is uh, Duke's lead. 
to run away, run away with. Yeah, and then two sleeper teams in the ACC that people need to watch out for. They're both two. Um, UNC's two and one, but they're ten and four on the year. And then you have Wake Forest that's two and two in ACC play, but twelve and three over the year. So those are going to be two teams to watch out for in the middle of ACC pack. So, Tim, a sleeper team that we need to watch out for heading in close to March. Who do you think it is? Terms of like like in, in an ACC or in terms of overall any any co- college basketball overall. I think when you get into the, um, I'm gonna give you two because I think they're equally yeah. Belmont out of the Ohio yes, Valley Conference. That was mine. That was mine. These guys are legit. And then they whoever are. comes out of the SoCon, whoever comes yeah. out of SoCon, whether it's Chattanooga, Furman, or VMI, Chattanooga, a lot of people regard it to as one of the one of the uh, not only the best team in the SoCon. But one of the top uh, – I saw a member seeing Jay Billis had them ranked number 68 overall, and he does the 68 teams to, like, NCAA tournament. Had them coming in at number 68 overall over everybody in uh, NCAA, which is which, which is crazy to think about. But when you look at their non-conference schedule, it wasn't that great. Yeah. Then, then you look at a team like Furman, a lot of talent, very undersized, but they shoot extremely well. Um, played a – Gauntlet non-conference. Did you see Ben the kind of non-conference schedule Furman played? They didn't play anybody ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but you, it was brutal. Talk, yeah, talk about non-conference opponents that were in the NCAA tournament. You got Louisville, you got North Carolina, you got Mississippi State. They beat Louisville in overtime. They go to Belmont. Had that game won until they fouled. They, got, they fouled a shooter with like less than two seconds left. They tied it, then ended up winning it by six in overtime. Appalachian State, who was a tournament team, kept it close with I believe. North Carolina for a little while as well, and they kept it close for like for a good while with Duke too. Um, just overall, I, I think they're a really good team. And then the VMI team I mentioned that they had Wake yeah. Forest on the ropes for a while. They ended up losing by seven, but um, and then beat Firm in this past up there in, in Virginia. So it'll be interesting to see when the, those two meet at the end end of uh, this month down the here in Greenville. So I just yeah. think whoever comes out of that that SoCon and then Belmont out of the Ohio Valley. I mean, Belmont right now is on the bubble itself, even if they don't win the conference title. Right now, I think they're on right. the first four out of Joe Lenard's projection, So, which is something. But uh, overall, I, I think those are your, I guess, two sleeper teams, but more so, I guess, one sleeper team and one sleeper conference. Because, so, you, you know, I've been very high on the SOCOM, man. I mean, Bob Ritchie at Furman can – I mean, those guys can coach. They can compete, man. If they if they get to, if, to the NCAA tournament, look out, because those guys can beat anybody, especially, hey – I'm just saying, Furman's out of Greenville, South Carolina. Furman, uh, uh, Greenville, South Carolina is hosting uh, parts of the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah. So, which is really good. Which, uh, you know, last time that South Carolina got, got to, it was here, South Carolina made their run in the Final Four. I'm not saying Furman's going to do something like that, but they have a chance if they get into in March Madness and they somehow get to play. I don't know yeah. if NCAA would allow that, but it'd be really cool if they did. Uh, just to see Bon Score Wellness as, as as we call it here in Greenville, filled with a bunch of pallet and purple. So, um, and it, it would be a fun matchup. I really do think that that, but and I think Furman could really can challenge. I think Chattanooga could too. I mean, it's going to be a gauntlet just to kind of pay attention to. If you don't, if you love basketball but don't really know about SoCon, I'm telling you, check out SoCon basketball. It is it is fun to watch, and these guys are really good too. So yeah, uh, and that they'll be able to challenge just about anybody in the country. In my yeah, I think another uh, – obviously, I had Belmont. But I think another one – and SoCon, great, great pick. But you always got to look out for this one team. And right now, I mean, they're 9-4. and four. 
But this is a team that somehow, some way, finds a way to be very, very competitive in the American Conference, and that's Wichita State. And they, somehow, some way, every year, they try to find a way to be competitive in that American Conference. And, I mean, this American Conference is actually not that bad this year. Houston, obviously, ranked 12th. You got SMU, who's 11-3. and They're not ranked right now, but they're 2-0 in conference. ECU, they're 10-3. and Memphis is 8-5. and um, Tulane, they're 5-7. and That's probably the worst. But um, somehow, somewhere, they're 2-1 in conference. Uh, UCF is 9-4. Temple is 8-6. Cincinnati's 10-4. and Um I don't even have to go down the rest because it's not that good. But Wichita State, they're nine and four. They're zero and one in conference play right now, so they've only played one conference game. But somehow, some way, they always try to find a way to make it into the whole entire round of thirty-two. And I think they can. I think they'll make it into the NCAA tournament, but very, very close. And if they don't make it into that, uh, they'll make it into the other tournament. I forgot the name of it. I'll tell you. Yeah, NIT. I knew it was NI something. I I was gonna say NIL, but then it would have threw me off. So. Yeah, because I was like, I know it's not nil. So yeah, I can but see that. I mean, they, they have a good non-conference. Um, I saw that they had a win over a Big Twelve team, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma State. They lost to Kansas yeah. State, and they uh took another team to overtime. Who was that? They took uh Arizona, which is which is that, that's pretty, that's a that's a pretty good opponent there. But uh, overall. And they, they beat up on a very bad Missouri team that, that got, got absolutely beat down right. by by Liberty on the road by, right. by like thirty. So, um, yeah, I, I could see that. I could definitely see them kind of making a run. It's just because they always seem to, you know. Yeah. So, so, well, Tim, that's all the time we got for today. Unless you have any final thoughts. No, I'm good. I'm I'm starting to run out of breath. To be honest with you, <laughs> you hear Tim. In I the promise. It's, it's, <laughs> It's not COVID, I promise. I'm just, I'm really tired. I've been running around all day. So I feel that. I feel that. So that is all the time we have for today. But before we go, make sure you go follow us on all of our social media platforms because we're going to be doing a lot more content on those social media platforms Facebook, Sideline Sports Show, Instagram at Sideline Sports Show, as well as TikTok at Sideline Sports Show. Then you have YouTube. Uh, sideline sports show and then Twitter because they don't want to give you enough characters. It's sideline SP show. So make sure you go check those out. Or if you want to listen to the show, Tim does a fantastic job, by the way, of making sure the podcasts are out every single Friday now. So if you miss the show, go check it out on podcast land, whether that's Apple podcast, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Amazon music, I don't know, Google. I, I know that they got their own podcast thing. Go check it out on wherever you listen to your podcast and it will be right there. Or you can come watch the show every single Thursday at 615, no matter what. Uh, if you don't see a graphic, more than likely, I either forgot or we're not having it. So that's how you know if we won't have a show or not. So yep. but always just be up to date. Look, and always just tap the little reminder button or the little notify me button or notification button because then you can really stay up to date of everything that's happening with the Sideline Sports Show. So make sure you go do that on all of our social media platforms, all of the Spotify or all the Polly and stuff, and it will keep you up to date. All right, that is all the time that we have for today. Next week, we will talk about who was right, who was wrong, Tim, in the national championship game. On Monday night. We shall so, see. You, you sure you want to change it? 
Uh, do you, you want to join the roll tide or no? You know what? No. <laughs> All right. I, well, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with pick, the dogs. Firm pick. All right. Well, there you go. He heard it from Tim. All right. That is all the time. We will see you guys next week. And until then, have a great week. Enjoy the last game of college football. And we will see you all next week right here on the Sideline Sports Show. Later.